Hey guys, welcome to the Mommy Essentials Podcast. This is Annie, your host. Today I have a special surprise for y'all. I have a mama friend of mine that's agreed to come on and share her home birth experience with us. Hi, Amy. Thank you for coming. Hi, thank you so much for having me. How are you doing today? I'm good. I just got back from a trip, so... Oh, so you hopefully are, you're a little bit tired and ready for vacation from your vacation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, it's a lot of work traveling with a little one. Tell me about your family. Um, we, my husband and I met about six years ago, actually on Tinder, um, before it got weird. <laughs> um, and we got married in um, 2020 oh. during COVID. Um, oh, wow. And then got pregnant with our first last year and had him in February of this year. So he is now five months old. Wow. And what's his name? Judah. Oh, so cute. Wow. Five months. Time is flying by. Yes, for Uh, sure. I don't know where this year has gone. And this is y'all's first child, right? Yes. And where are you from? I'm, uh, we're from Houston. Houston. Oh, nice. What's it like there right now? It's pretty hot in Georgia. Hot. Oh, yeah. It's hot. It's been at least 100 degrees for like the last month. Oh, gosh. Yes. Pretty much, pretty much the same here. It's been a little bit miserable, but yeah. uh, I'm trying to take it in stride. I mean, fall is almost (laughs) right there slowly do y'all get fall weather in texas uh for like two weeks (laughs) oh yeah okay yeah (laughs) i don't know we maybe get one beautiful day of it and then it'll either stay warm or we'll all of a sudden have winter georgia is very unpredictable yeah that's (laughs) usually how it goes well you had told me that you've had a home birth and You had a midwife and a doula. Tell mm-hmm. me what what made you want to start, um, like, why did you choose home birth over hospital or a home birth experience? So I, my sister had two home births, so I kind of got to see her experience, which was helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just didn't want to be pressured into doing things that I didn't want to do in the hospital and I've heard so many stories of that happening and I just wanted to be like in the most comfortable place during my birth because from the birth classes and stuff that I took it seemed like that was one of the most important things to allow my body to do what it knows what to do because that's what we were created to do as women was Mm -hmm. to give birth. And so my body knows exactly what to do. Mm. And so being in an area and an environment that would allow my body to do what, what it needs to do without pressure and without people like coming in and bothering me all the time. Um, Mm -hmm. like it, like it would happen in a hospital with the nurses and the doctors and all of that. Um, whereas being at home, I could kind of do what I wanted, obviously, as long as it was safe with the midwife and the doula monitoring me, but I was just able to be in my most comfortable place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which is absolutely important for your body to do what it needs to do. Mm -hmm. Comfortable. And what did you, so 
some of some of audience might have listened to an episode I had a while back about the difference between a midwife and a doula. Um, I will try and I butcher this, but a doula <laughs> is more someone who is your spokesperson and support partner. Mm-hmm. A midwife has a little more of that education to actually deliver the baby and yes. to um, help you progress through labor. Um, so they both work really well hand in hand and fantastic mm-hmm. that you had both of them. Um, yes. So kind of tell us what your, how your birth story started. Okay. So I was 41 weeks and two days. Oh, poor mom. Um, <laughs> I expected to go late, which was helpful. Um, or late quote unquote, <laughs> I expected to be a little past 40 weeks because yeah. it was my first. And, mm. um, that's just kind of our family history too. <laughs> um, so I was mentally prepared for it, but my body was definitely ready. Um, but my, so my water broke on February 22nd around 10 40 AM. Um, and I had the two days prior to that, I was having some like really inconsistent, sporadic, like minor contractions. Um, but I just didn't really pay much attention to them. And then my water broke. And so Mm. I texted my midwife and like, let her know. Um, and she said to tell her whenever I start having contractions, Um, So not long after my water broke, I actually started feeling stronger contractions, but they were still pretty minor, like able to talk through it, walk through it was totally like fine. I was just like singing around the house, like just hanging out. (laughs) Um, And I had also like texted my doula because she lived an hour away just to kind of let her know that things were starting. Um, My, some of my family started to kind of come to the house they actually ended up (laughs) coming like one at a time not on purpose it just worked out that way um and it seemed like each time one of them came in my labor would like or the contractions would kind of like slow down or pause just a little bit it wasn't like Mm. for a long time but I did notice that like any change that I had my body would kind of take a step back and like make sure things were safe before Mm. it continued um so I just kind of was chilling, going through the contractions with family and hanging out with my husband for a little while. And then my contractions sped up to about five minutes apart and we're getting a little bit stronger. So I called the doula um, and she came that afternoon. I think it was around four o'clock um, and suggested that I sit on the toilet backwards to help with dilating. Um, and help the contractions Um, and so I did that for a little while she also put clary sage on my belly Mm -hmm. to help the contractions as well Um, and my that's whenever my back pain started to get worse so I I, like looking back I ended up having back labor the entire time Mm -hmm. which was very difficult to like Mm -hmm. relax through Um, Mm -hmm. So I had to use Alex, my husband, for counter pressure and like hip squeezing mm-hmm. um, to help with pain relief during each contraction. Um, so they sped up to about three to four minutes apart and I was it was getting harder and harder for me to like relax and breathe through them just because my back was hurting so bad. Um, so they told my midwife to go ahead and come and I got in the birthing pool for like comfort. Um, but Mm -hmm. 
our hot water actually ended up running out no <laughs> before the pool was full oh goodness um but the when the midwife got there she asked me to get out and gave me a cervical or asked if she could give me a, like a cervical cervical check and originally i didn't really want to be checked because I didn't want to know where I was because I didn't want to be disappointed if it wasn't as far along as I thought it would be. Um, but she asked if she could check me and just not tell me. Um, and so I was okay with that, but apparently I was only at two centimeters that first time. And it was Mm. around, I think six or seven that evening. Um, so it had been a while since my water broke and I'd been having contractions, but I hadn't really gone anywhere. Mm. Um, but I didn't know that. So I was just kind of doing my own thing. Um, but apparently Judah wasn't really pushing against my cervix. Like his head wasn't putting pressure. So then I wasn't dilating because there was no pressure on my cervix. Um, so they told me to rest. And of course I tried, but it's not very easy mm-hmm. <laughs> whenever like your adrenaline's pumping, you're excited, <laughs> but then also I was having pain with every contraction. Yeah. So I slept a little bit, but I woke up every time there was a contraction and Alex was laying there with me and like trying to do everything that he could to help me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got another cervical check around eight and it was still the same. Um, and she checked the baby's position and he was which means that he was like his back was to my back and his head was kind of crooked Mm. um which was causing all of the back pain so um my doula suggested to do the like I think it's like mild circuit type stuff and different positioning to like me in different positions to help move Judah's position Mm -hmm. um so one of them was the lift and tuck Another one was like sitting on the ball, the labor ball and bouncing, mm-hmm. doing squats and lunges and like getting on my hands and knees. Um, they suggested that I go walking. Um, I also tried laying on my side with the peanut ball between my legs, mm. which that was the most painful position. <laughs> um, yes. But I tried it for a little bit. I did all of it and it, some of it seemed to help a little bit, but it was all very temporary. Like as soon as I was out of the position, then it was right back to where I was before with very strong back pain. Mm. Um, so I, my, one of my best friends was actually there as well. She's a photographer. And so she was taking pictures and she's Mm. had a baby too. Mm -hmm. Um, she did it. Um, in a birthing center so it was without any pain meds as well so she was suggesting (laughs) things to help kind of get things moving Um, and so I tried pumping with her pump um, to try and like help the contractions speed up and move everything along Mm -hmm. Um, and so I was just doing a lot like everything that I could to try to speed things up and Mm -hmm. my midwife checked me again at around midnight um and she said that I was a tight three centimeters Mm. um and at this point I still didn't know what I where I was at I just thought I was progressing I thought everything was fine I'm just kind of doing my own thing but 
I heard everybody, like my family and the midwife and the doula kind of like whispering to each other. And so Uh-oh. at that point I was like, okay, <laughs> like I know something's going on. Like, just tell me, like, mm-hmm. I, this is not helping. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at that point, my midwife told me and she suggested that I transfer to the hospital to get an epidural and relax. Um, but I strongly did not want that. Mm. And so I said, like, let's give it some more time. I'm not ready for that. And I ended up like taking a bath and I cried in the bathtub because mm. I just did not want to transfer. Like I really, mm-hmm. really wanted to have him at home. Mm. Um, so at that point I tried the midwives brew with mm-hmm. champagne and castor oil and mm-hmm. orange juice. And it was the most disgusting drink oh, that God. I've ever had. Oh, I bet. <laughs> Um, and I, after I took my bath, I ended up sleeping for about an hour, but still waking up with every contraction. It seemed like I may not have woken up with everyone, but that's what it felt like. Mm. Um, and so Alex just kept providing counter pressure, which helped a ton. Mm. Um, and then after I woke up, my doula tried the rebozo sifting um, while I was on my mm. hands and knees to try and help his positioning and kind of speed things along as well. Um, but then I started getting nauseous from the midwife's brew and I ended up throwing all of that up oh. in the middle of contractions. Oh, oh good. Um, so I do not suggest if you do midwife's brew, <laughs> Don't use um, champagne. Okay. There's, I know there's so many different recipes. So if you're Uh, in labor, don't use the one with champagne. Oh, Um, yeah, that was not fun. Poor thing. So I ended up getting in the shower to try and kind of relax a little bit. And Alex got in with me so that he could do counter pressure and all of that. Um, And then I tried to take another nap around 4 a.m. When... (laughs) But mm. it didn't really last very long because my back was just hurting with every contraction. Mm. So I was doing so many relaxation techniques, like, throughout all of this that I had learned. Um, but with the back pain, it was just so hard to fully relax. And mm-hmm. I think that's part of the reason that I wasn't progressing was because I was kind of tensing up expecting the back pain. Um, mm. And so... After I found out that I wasn't progressing, I was, like, really, really focusing on breathing and really trying to, like, open up my pelvic floor and just relax all of those muscles with every breath. Um, Mm. And I think the bath and the shower and all of that helped as well. Um, And I just kept kind of changing positions to try and figure out what was most comfortable and also trying to be upright as much as possible to help with the progression, but not too much to where I just couldn't handle it anymore. Um, Mm. So at 5 a.m., I went into the nursery that we had already set up. I sat in the rocking chair and just kind of imagined Judah being here Mm. um, to try and relax a little bit and get my oxytocin Mm. flowing a little bit more. Um, And I cried again, like, thinking about Mm. the possibility of transferring to the hospital. Mm. Um, And a little bit after that, my midwife checked me again. Um, And and at that point I was at seven centimeters. So I had progressed very quickly. Oh my goodness. 
Um, and so they got the birthing pool ready again, and we ran out of hot water again. No! And so my mom and my sister are, like, boiling hot water on the stove, like, back in the day. <laughs> and, like, pouring it into the tub to try to get it warm. Um, and it was it was not cold, but it was not as hot as it should have been. Um but it was still relaxing once I got in. So that felt so good once I like sat in the birthing pool. I'm going to interrupt you for just a minute. Yeah, We're going to go on a quick break and we will be right back. Guys, we're coming back and we are back with Amy and she was just telling us her birth story. She made it into the tub after boiling some water. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And I, if you have a home birth, I think, and use the birthing tub, I think the reason that the hot water heater ran out was because they were like trying to get the temperature right Mm -hmm. from the beginning. And so they were like turning it up, turning it down. And I think I, for the next one we're just gonna run the hot water as hot as it'll go for as long as it will and then once Uh, it it runs out then the cold water will kind of balance things out Um, that's a good idea yes Mm. (laughs) um so I got in and not long after I got in it was maybe like 30 minutes to an hour later I started feeling pushy Um, and so my midwife checked me again I was completely dilated And she asked me, she was like, are you sure you feel pushy or is it just like really tense? And it felt like my body was pushing, but it was my first baby. So I don't really know for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't remember exactly now thinking (laughs) back, but I did like with each contraction, I started pushing. um, But probably about an hour, 30 minutes to an hour after I started I yeah after I started pushing my midwife suggested that I get out and I go to the bathroom um I guess because he just wasn't like crowning yet Mm -hmm. um and so we did that and she asked that I get on the bed um and so I laid on my back but I really really did not want to push on my back because the things that I learned said that that's like Mm -hmm. actually the hardest position for your body to get the baby out Mm -hmm. Um, just because there's no gravity helping and then when you're on your back your tailbone can't move out of the way for the baby's head and so I asked if we could do different positions and I tried hands and knees but that was just too painful I couldn't bear it Um, and so Mm -hmm. I ended up going on my back again Um, and stayed on my back for a while, but my midwife had said that I had a tight band, um, I think in my perineum. And Mm -hmm. so she was trying to like stretch it with olive oil and her fingers, um, to try and open things up so that Judah could come through. Mm -hmm. But I pushed and pushed for three hours. Mm -hmm. um, And finally he was born at almost 10 a.m the next day so my water broke a little after 10 a.m on Tuesday and he was born at 10 a.m on Wednesday the pushing phase was probably the hardest thing that I've ever been through in my life because it was so exhausting yeah Um, and I remember thinking probably about two hours in (laughs) 
like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. Oh. Like, so exhausted. But at that point, like his, they could like see his head and I could feel him kind of crowning a little bit. And everybody was cheering me on like, you got this, you got this, come on a little bit more. Oh. And so at that point too, it's like, there's no, no other option. You yes. just got to keep going. <laughs> just push. Oh, yeah. Oh. But you had a great support team. That's huge. Yes. Yes. And so once he was born, they laid him on me and I don't feel like I really got to like enjoy that first skin of skin because I was so exhausted. I did like look at him, but in the pictures, I'm like, not, you can tell my face is just so exhausted. Mm. (laughs) Um, Yeah. My, my midwife said that I was starting to lose a lot of blood. And so she was kind of trying to rush my placenta being born. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was also having a lot of contractions because they gave me more Pitocin. And so like, it was really fast. My placenta came out like 15 minutes later. Um, and so they were just trying to kind of manage my blood loss and make sure that I didn't lose too much. Um, and so I was still not comfortable from all of those contractions, which I did not expect mm. to continue to have uncomfortable contractions after he was born right yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, that surprised me too yeah (laughs) um definitely wish I would have learned a little bit more about that or just been a little bit more like aware of that Mm -hmm. happening um Mm -hmm. so he was born the placenta was born um not long after that we so my mom was able to cut the umbilical cord. Oh. She had, it was so sweet. My husband didn't want to do it. He's not a medical person. <laughs> um, and so my mom had five kids and she never got to cut oh. the umbilical cord because she was always busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And so she was so excited to get to be able to do that. Oh, that is so sweet. Yeah. And then that. we got him latched on for his breast for breastfeeding and wow how did it go did that go well was actually that a was start for you good my That's good um, the midwife's assistant actually helped a ton because I was like I have no clue what to do right. um and so uh she actually just kind of did like hand over hand to help me mm-hmm. position him and all of that and he actually oh, latched man. really well at first right um but he ended up having a tongue tie and, and mm. his lap was not as good as it should have been. And so the next yeah. day or two, we had an issue with that. But mm. the original one was, was oh. actually pretty good. <laughs> well, that's good. I, I struggled with it personally. Um, some episodes back, I've talked about my with my son. I was only able to nurse him for about two months. He started out in the NICU, so that oh, was a yeah. rough start. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I just pumped exclusively till mm-hmm. he was about six months old. And then it, he had to be a formula um, oh. fed child. It was yeah. just really rough. And then with yeah. my daughter, she's been nursed from the very beginning. I think she had maybe one or two bottles of formula because I didn't have enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, she's now 17 months and I'm still That's nursing. Awesome. So it's wow. It's oh my goodness, it's amazing. I didn't expect it to go this long. I'm thankful yeah. <laughs> thankful for it. That's but awesome. that is so great though. It's um 
I've not experienced the tongue tie or the lip tie, but it is so common. Um, yes. And it really can mess you up at the beginning. Yeah, it was it was rough, but my sister's baby had a tongue tie as well. And so she oh, was yeah, that like, helped, yeah. tell me, like, this is everything you need to do. Cool. So he was losing a lot of weight when the midwife came mm-hmm. to check on us the next day. And so I immediately like tried to find a um, lactation consultant that would come to our house Um, and so she came day two of him being alive and we ended up having to do triple feeding in the beginning just because he was not able to transfer the milk enough Um, but we only had to do that for about a couple of weeks and then once my milk came in I, my flow was so heavy for the milk that he was fine um, and was gaining well. And so he just had gas from a poor latch. And so we just had to deal with the gas situation. But we've been able to exclusively breastfeed now since oh, those yay. couple of weeks. Which well, has been really congratulations. helpful. Thank you. Ah, mama, that is it- that is a huge achievement. So. It was so helpful to have that initial like help mm-hmm. in the beginning, though, like knowing that we needed a lactation consultant. We also went to the chiropractor that like mm-hmm. with him only being two days old. Um, so we got a lot of help like right out the gate. And I yes. think that's why. You, um, I know that you're a physical therapist. We were mm-hmm. talking about that. And so some of that prepared you in a way that you know what kind of care you needed afterwards because your pelvic floor goes through quite a lot after (laughs) yes yes and Uh, I know um we were discussing for y'all to know um so me and Amy met she has an account there Amy underscore Clee underscore did I say it right yes and so y'all can find her there. She um, is constantly posting uh, nutrition and wellness for busy mamas. Um, she also is a coach for Beachbody. Just put it out there if you're trying to get fit <laughs> for the summer or, you know, just trying to take a better turn for the way you're eating and living. Um, y'all need to check that out. Um, she has a lot of tips for babies and mamas through physical therapy. Um, do you have anything that you want to share on that? Um, I guess I feel like how I was able to have a home birth and just like mm-hmm. develop that strength, especially to push for three hours mm. is because I worked out throughout my pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And I think that helped to just strengthen my body. And during the workouts, I would do some pelvic floor exercises and, and really focus on pelvic floor activation during my exercises. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that helped a ton But then because I pushed for three hours, I was so swollen and everything was just kind of like tired and weak after giving birth. And so I ended up having a pelvic floor PT come to the house and examine me and Mm kind of give me some tips of what to do to help strengthen it back up. And so that was definitely helpful. So I highly recommend at least seeing a pelvic floor PT like one time to even just get like a couple exercises that you can do at home after you give birth. 
because it is very hard on our bodies. It is. I mean, so many people don't talk about it or share that, yes, things do happen down there. And it's <laughs> all beautiful and sunshine yeah. after six weeks. So yeah, exactly. it takes a long time to heal and you have to do the work. You have to do the therapy to get it back. Um, yeah. I've been doing that now for since November. So we're... We're hitting a long time. I'm over years since I've had my daughter and it took a long time for anyone to figure out what was wrong. Why I couldn't yeah. sit without being in pain is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, when were you allowed to start doing your exercises? Was it right away? Um, my midwife said as soon as I was done bleeding, I could technically mm-hmm. get back into doing things. I I don't remember how long it took me to stop bleeding. It was probably about two weeks, Mm -hmm. um, maybe a little longer, but I waited until about a month after because I was just so swollen. It took me Mm -hmm. a really long time to be able to just like sit upright without it hurting. Mm -hmm. Um, Like even just sitting on the couch, like on something squishy. And so about a month postpartum, I got into like just some pelvic floor exercises um, and some like core, like really light core work, um, that just, and like kind of walking around a little bit more, like very, very slowly got back into moving. And it was like 10 minutes a day for the first week, um, that I started working out and then kind of increased it from there as I felt that I could. Mm-hmm. I mean, baby steps yes. I want to jump right back into the way they used to feel yes, and exactly we'll never have your body exactly the way it used to be but it oh, shouldn't yeah. be that way that you you know that is our our little badge of honor just like the little <laughs> yep Yes. Um, or the gray hairs. <laughs> <That too. laughs> um, those are our badge of honor. Got a baby, and there's going to be some marks on us that will always be there. But it is really important to try and get ourselves back to a part where it's not normal to be hurting all the time and to just feel unwell. There's something lacking or something that needs to be strengthened in order to have some kind of comfort level mm-hmm. and definitely a testament of that it is, it's going to take me a while, but I'm a lot better than I was over a year ago. So, um, I just, I love that you can be the best advocate for that with, you know, your, your schooling that you've had and you've personally gone through it now And have you had any lasting effects that you've noticed or you've been, you healed up pretty well? Um, I actually, I overall feel pretty good, but we still have not been able to have sex because it was, it's painful for me. And so that was the reason that I had the PT come out, but also I knew that I was weak because I could feel it. Um, Mm. And so she gave me some tips there as well, but a lot of it is just because my body was like stretched a lot. I didn't end up having any tearing, which was very helpful, wow. but just like yeah. that big stretch and then going back to normal, the body is like, okay, wait a minute. Like mm. we don't want to go through that again. Yeah. Um, and so 
that's really the only thing. Um, but to be honest, mm-hmm. I haven't done a great job at doing the exercises that she gave me. Oh, I um, understand. I do. It's hard with mom life. <laughs> yes, it is. I could definitely be better. By the time the baby's down, you're, you're ready to go down and go to sleep. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> I have been trying to keep up with mom and I know the past week I've been like, I could really just turn over and go to sleep right now. <laughs> I could care less yes. about getting my band and doing my exercises like I'm supposed yep. to. So yes, yep. I, I know what you mean. And that is such a common thing. Thank you for sharing that. Um, Cause that is a real thing. Mm-hmm. The OB will tell you, okay, so six weeks for vaginal delivery, eight weeks uh, Mm C-section. After that, you can have sex. You're fine. You're good. Well, guess what? Your body doesn't run on a a date or a time frame. Exactly. Um, It has to do with how you're feeling, what you're comfortable with. Mm -hmm. It is huge that you are up front and you discuss and communicate with your husband, your wife, just explaining, hey, I'm not feeling comfortable for this or that yet. And for for me, it took me a long time because I toured with both of my Mm -hmm. kids. um, Mm -hmm. And I... I really didn't know what to do. Um, Now, some of y'all may know this that are listening. So y'all know I love my essential oils. Um, Young Living is like my top favorite. That's where I get my oils and my supplements. I started using their sensation massage oil for when I have intercourse. And I'm not making any claims that things heal and anything's magical because that's not the truth. But my personal experience after I started using that, I now do not have that pinch pain when I have intercourse. And it's, it's absolutely amazing. I'm shocked that that actually worked. Um, so that is something that I will put out there if anyone wants to try it. Um, it has essential oils in it that are, have, um, benefits to help heal certain tissue. Um, I mean, that's basically your body is just trying to heal for me. I had stitches with both of mine. So I really think that's that pinch pain that I had. Now, everybody is completely different and their bodies go through different things. So they may not be, that might be something different for you it may not be the solution but um I it's a game changer well I'll just put it that way but um Amy is there anything else that you didn't get to share that you were thinking about I don't want to cut you off oh, you're fine yeah actually there's a couple other things that I remembered yeah um, I might need to try that essential oil I have something similar but I haven't tried it for sex so I might yes. need to look into getting gladly, that yeah I'll gladly show you what um what stuff is in it and stuff so yeah, yeah. anytime um so I wanted to say that my baby I'm not a big person I'm five two was 130 pounds before I got pregnant go my baby Thank you. My baby was Judah was nine pounds 12 ounces <laughs> 
when he was born and 21 centimeters long. So he was a big boy. Um, And I think that's part of the reason that I pushed for so long. Um, And I, oh, the sorry, lost my train of thought. The umbilical cord. (laughs) Mom brain. The umbilical cord was actually knotted around his leg. um, And it didn't cut off his circulation, thankfully. So it wasn't that tight but it was like shortening the umbilical cord length obviously and so I think that was part of why he wasn't really pushing on my cervix in the beginning Mm -hmm. and then also why it took so long to get him out of me because I think the umbilical cord was just kind of like pulling him back in every time I would push oh Um, goodness and so I think just oh. like a caveat so people don't freak out they're like if they have a home birth they're gonna push forever <laughs> i don't want to scare people away oh, um, there's there are reasons for yeah. that yeah <laughs> yes gotcha. um oh goodness so yes and then also my husband was not 100 on board with a home birth but he mm-hmm. after talking to the midwife and asking questions he was a little bit more comfortable with it and ultimately, like, just realize that it is about my comfort because I'm the one pushing the baby out of me. Right. Um, right. And so he was more okay with it. But his biggest fear was me losing too much blood and passing mm-hmm. out or having, like, an emergency and having to go to the ER. Mm-hmm. Um, but his biggest fear kind of came true because I did lose a lot of blood. Um, mm-hmm. And I think they got me up to go to the bathroom too quickly after giving birth and so I ended up passing out in the bathroom there were people around me so I didn't get hurt but I lost consciousness um and woke up and was like on the floor with everybody around me like Amy like are you there um and so yes they had to like carry me back to the bed and then it happened again the next time I tried to go to the bathroom I was so close to getting back to the bed and just kind of like collapsed, but I didn't completely lose consciousness on the second time. Um, So yes, it can happen. If you lose a lot of blood, you might want to request to wait a little bit longer to go to the bathroom to kind of recover. Mm. Um, But I had also been awake for 24, more than 24 hours at that point too. And so my body was just completely exhausted. Mm. Um, and with very little food, they tried to keep me hydrated, but I probably was not hydrated enough for losing that much wa- that much blood. And he got um, sick, so you got dehydrated. Yes, but yeah, exactly. So they ended up giving me two IV bags, um, and then I slept for a couple of hours, and I felt so much better after that, and was perfectly fine. Um, so it. That can happen in the hospital. That can happen at home. It's all the same. But the midwife is prepared to handle that. I love that you mentioned that because that is an option. You can have IV fluids. What are the, um, she wouldn't do a C-section. That's something she'd take you to the hospital for. Um, mm -hmm. Sorry, y'all hear my little one. She's awake. (laughs) And then, I mean, she's basically prepared for anything. And then if need be a C-section, you'll just go to the ER and 
I mean, that that's the thing. I think a lot of people are just not educated enough to be comfortable in understanding that, <laughs> you know, home births were happening long before hospitals exactly. were. Exactly, yep. So, um, a lot of people just are scared of it. And I love that you mentioned your husband, too, because my husband... I don't think he's quite as nervous about it now because I've been talking about it for so long that, hey, with our next one, I really want to have a home birth, that he's so used to it now (laughs) because he knows I've been trying to educate myself more and more about it. And I, you know, I'm just trying to absorb anything and everything that mamas will share. And I just really appreciate you sharing your story. Of course taking time out of your busy busy schedule no problem to um just connect with us and to share your story i know someone else was touched besides me today um is there anything else that you thought of amy no that was it if anybody has questions you're more than welcome to ask me on instagram um i'm an open book (laughs) yes look her up at amy underscore clee underscore on instagram and if y'all have any questions or emails, y'all can also send um, to the Mommy Essentials podcast at yahoo.com. I will check that frequently and um, can also get them to her if you can't find her. Um, but please go check out her page. And also on Instagram is Unworthy of His Grace would be me. And you can uh, catch up on the oily stuff that I'm posting and just daily life with these crazy kiddos. So <laughs> thank you guys so much for joining me today. I hope you'll have a wonderful weekend. And Amy, thank yes. you so much. Of course. <laughs> Thanks you for having me. Yes, you have a great weekend as well. And go ahead, Maddie. Say bye-bye. <laughs> bye-bye. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs> bye. <laughs>